Are you lost? Or are you looking for something? Walking around here, it's dangerous. This is not recommended for everybody. Kiddos can come along, but they can only have more questions than answers. But that's part of this journey. Enter if you dare. My name is Dakota Franson, and this is Specialist of the Strange Radio Show, where we go into various topics of the unknown. Maybe, just maybe, we'll discover something new along the way. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. You're not going to want to miss this. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Dakota Franson, and welcome to a brand new episode of Specialist of the Strange Radio Show. It is October. It is October. Halloween season. Yes, today's only October 9th, but we have a. Why does that keep happening? I apologize for the noise. Let's get into this. This Halloween, I am hosting a live, well, not a live, a special premiere of a, I just lost my word train. I'm going to be premiering a special case called The Hunt for Olivia. This Halloween, 5 p.m. Mountain Time on my YouTube channel. I'm also going to be looking into some software that will allow me to broadcast it through Facebook and Instagram Live and see if we can expand our ways through there. If you happen to follow me on TikTok, help me get more followers on there so we can get go live on there because I plan on hosting an online chat during the premiere to get to know everybody because I'm getting these close to being able to do that on there, so help me out. But I'm getting sidetracked. Stop snoring. Sorry, I'm talking to a dogs. I'm house sitting for relatives, which is allowing me to do the hunt for Olivia. But anyway, what are we going to do for this episode? Well, last episode I did talk a little bit about angels. I also talked about a little bit about time travel. Not too long ago. Articles were released out of the from the University of Queensland in Australia stating that paradox, paradox-free time travel may in fact be possible. And what does that mean? You know, the situation of the grandfather paradox where uh, you could travel back in time to kill your grandfather. You kill the sequence of events that allows you to be born. 
Well, according to this research, and it's not necessarily anything new, but according to this research, you would somehow still be able to be born. If you went back in time to change a series of events, you may in fact just be altering how the events unfold. The situation that puts you there in the first place. The reason for you to travel back in time may always end up existing. So let's get into this, shall we? What does this mean? Well, to quote a great superhero and very, very funny man, it means that Avengers Endgame Maybe onto something. And just like Paul Rudd's Ant-Man said, Back to the Future is bullshit. So those of you who have been following me for a while now know that the situation with Olivia indicates that somehow my daughter is a time traveler. And her method of time travel is hitchhiking with a fucking Archangel. We're going to ignore the Archangel bit for that. For this episode. We're going to go with that into next week's episode. Where we dig into the history on Michael the Archangel himself. So next couple episodes. Are going to be interesting my friends. If you want to see how this all unfolds. Me too. So why don't you sit back. Relax. And enjoy the show. So let's run through a couple scenarios, shall we? Let's say you're given a time machine. You could go anywhere in the world at any time in the world. Where would you go? Would you go... Relive your greatest memories. Would you try to solve the unsolvable? Would you go back in ancient history to fill the gaps in our knowledge? What would you do? Serious, let's get a conversation going. Leave your ideas in the comments. Let's get a conversation going. I honestly want to hear what some of you have to think. The idea kind of sounds fun, right? To be able to travel whenever and wherever in the world you want. What would you do? Now, let's walk through a few examples. Examples that uh, we see a lot in pop culture. Let's say you come from a time of total war. 
Humanity is on the brink of extinction. You believe that you have traced the sequence of events and which allowed for the cataclysm to take place. Robot takeover, dinosaurs coming back from the dead, a giant purple alien snapping half of all life out of the universe. What would you do? If you had the chance to completely map out the sequence of events as they occurred, and be able to drop yourself before any of that happened, and have a chance to prevent that sequence of events from happening, would you take it? I would hope, honestly, the answer would be yes. A more instinctive answer would be yes. You have a chance to stop a cataclysm from happening, people getting hurt, people dying. I would hope a part of you would want to intervene. But that's just a heroic nature. But, here's the thing though. Let's go with the classic example, Baby Hitler. Because honestly, if you look at events in Hitler's life, before he rose to power, it honestly seemed like some grander forces were trying to take him out. He had quite a few near-death experiences. Maybe that's what connected him to the uh, pure alien race that a lot of conspiracy theorists claim he had contact with. But let's say you had a chance to take out Hitler while he's still a baby. Would you kill a baby knowing what his future would become? But also consider this. Hitler also dealt with a lot of abuse. He dealt with a lot of criticisms. And the German armies in World War II were literally souped up on meth. There were a number of factors that snowballed into Hitler's rise. If you were to take Hitler out, what then? Well, let's play it through. You go back in time, somehow manage to muster up the, the ability to kill the baby. Yeah, this episode's going to be a little dark, but just work with me, okay? 
that child can't grow up and be abused. It's almost be like a mercy killing in a way. But he's not the one that created the methamphetamines. Several armies back in the day were utilizing drugs like that in order to try to keep the soldiers awake. And it created a lot of burnout. Abusive assholes were always around. Who's to say someone else didn't rise into power that was much worse? Okay. Just think about that. Who's to say something worse didn't fill its place? Instead of Adolf Hitler, we had Heinrich Furchnitzel. I just pulled a random name out of my ass for that one, so... Just as an example. But now let's go with a chain of events I brought up before the uh, before the commercial break, the grandfather paradox. Let's say for some reason you felt the need to completely wipe out your family line. Okay? I honestly hope that uh, if you have such thoughts, let me just say this real quick, if you have such thoughts, I honestly do hope that you are taking initiative to at least look into therapy, because it sounds like there's a lot of trauma going on there, but let's work with it. Let's say for some reason you wanted to take out your grandfather. It's like, okay. You work out a timeline of birthdays. Because essentially that's all you would need to start off with. You would need to start on your the day you were born... Moved back roughly nine months. Let's say there wasn't any complications in the pregnancy. You weren't premature. None of that. Okay. Let's say it's somewhere on your father. A grandfather you have on your father's side. Alright. Alright. So. You go back. It's when you were born. You go move back another nine months to when your parents got together and conceived you. Okay? Then let's say your father, your mother wasn't pregnant with you until your father was 32. Alright? Move back another 32 years. Then another nine months to get to your grandparents. One popular example that's a little bit more lighthearted would be Back to the Future when Marty McFly accidentally uh, kept his parents from meeting and therefore putting his life and his siblings in danger. 
there's a situation where maybe Marty could have been fine after all. Now, let's say you trace back to roughly before your father on your grand your father was born. Conceit. You managed to trace back your family in a line that far. You managed to even do the work to find out roughly where they all were in those time periods. I don't know, maybe they everybody kept detailed diaries. Or Maybe something happened on that day your parents weren't part of and you were able to track down, able to deduce roughly where they were at because of newspaper articles. Something along those lines. And say for whatever reason, you end up killing your grandfather. Accidentally get him hit by a car. You kill him yourself. Whatever the situation may be. Now, in a panic, you hop back in your time machine. You go back to where you came from. See that nothing changed. Well, what happened? Well, there's a couple of instances there. Who's to say your the grandfather you knew was actually your grandfather? As in biologically. There wasn't a case of adoption somewhere. Or your grandmother snuck around and uh, someone else was actually your grandfather. And your grandma was never sure because this was way before DNA tests became a thing. But no matter what, somehow you were still able to be born. Okay, those are possibly two of the more popular paradoxes presented when time travel is discussed. But what if there's another option? One where, let's just say something else takes place. That's what this these latest articles about a Paradox-less time travel being possible, it indicate. Long story short, the researchers behind this latest paper are saying that paradoxes can't exist because it essentially eliminates the reason for you to time travel in the first place. One example that they provide in the articles is, uh, say you tried to travel back in time to get COVID-19 patient zero to keep that person from getting infected. Well, they're saying in the process, who's to say you're not going to get yourself infected or accidentally get someone else infected? The pandemic would still happen. The Chinese government, and I'm getting myself to where I can never step foot in China ever again by saying this. The Chinese government, if the rumors are true, essentially the rumors about the mass grave burnings, the uh, supposed cover-ups of the Chinese government 
pushed forward through even the rumors about it being a man-made virus. All of that would still happen. But does that essentially limit all the possibilities? If we factor in time travel being a player in the multiverse, what's going to happen then? The movie Avengers Endgame presents a similar argument, stating that essentially Back to the Future is bullshit, to quote Paul Rudd, in that... One can actually travel back in time, do what they need to do. The sequence of events that unfold because of that person going back in time would only affect people in that timeline. The the original time traveler may actually return to their own place. So... An example I like to utilize for when discussing time travel and gravitational pull, the best example I know to use is water. Let's say you're out on the beach, you dig two big holes for the ocean water to collect in to make your own little ponds. Right? The pond on your left is the past. The pond on your right is the future. Now you can make a little river in between them. That is history as we know it. Sequence of events that unfold that lead the water to go from the past into the future. Now, what this article is essentially saying is that someone could easily go through and create an alternate route for that river and eventually the water from one pond will still end up in the other. The events of the past will still eventually lead to the future. It'll look slightly different, but essentially, things still happen. Now one can say one could easily take a cup of water from the future pond put it into the past, eventually, at least some of that future water with this little river between the ponds, even with all of the alternate routes, some of that water will still eventually end up in the same path of travel and eventually all recollect in the future pond. Which presents a number of different things. Could it be possible to completely divert 
the river into another water source? Absolutely. You can drain, or you can just utilize the water from the ocean, create the pond that's the future you want to have. You'll still get that future, and you'll still have water that goes all around. What I am saying here is that even though they say the multiverse, there's different timelines for every little choice that one makes, every little interaction that we see within our world. It all still exists. Even in Avengers Endgame, they even said that in the scene where Hulk goes back to the Ancient One, they even explain there that those histories still exist. Slightly different, but they still exist. Now, because they were talking about concentrated energies in which power the universe, there would be chaos, that's a different set of circumstances. Technically, you consider that extreme circumstances. Because if there is any actual concentrations of those life force energies, instead of, you know, crystals and magic and things like that, where it's poetic associations that lead one to believe these things have power, I'm starting to jumble myself here. Basically, no matter what, every and all possibilities still exist. You can go back in time to change a sequence of events. While there's a number of infinite ways the situation can change, there's still a number of infinite ways for the situation to end up exactly the same. Maybe there might be a couple slight differences here and there. But nevertheless. And it is this same modeling in which brings us to the formations of the multiverse. Fourth dimension is time. How all that water moves through space. The fifth dimension is different worlds slightly different worlds that originated from the same original water source. Sixth dimension, that's where we start getting different water sources. But eventually, it all converges. It all is still part of the same water. It is all still the same water. So what does that imply? That implies quite a few things that we're going to get into on the next commercial, after this commercial break. So, paradoxless time travel may in fact be a thing. So what does this all imply? Well, it means that when the day comes... Time travel becomes available. 
there may, in fact, be Well, let's just say life would get a whole a lot more confusing. How so? Let's take the movie Time Traveler's Wife, for example. I honestly need to read the book that movie is based off of, because I honestly... It's honestly one of the favorite... One of my favorite romantic films ever if I'm being completely honest. But anyway, let's take an example. That example. If uh, you haven't seen that movie, uh, I do recommend it. But let's uh, take that as an example. Eric Bana plays Henry in that movie, who suffers from some sort of genetic condition that causes him to travel through time. He manages to track down a geneticist who helps him figure out what causes his ability. Because it's something he cannot control. It is something that he didn't notice until he was in a car accident at the age of six. When he first time traveled, then all of a sudden his older self time traveled back to the day of the car crash to tell his younger self that he was in fact a time traveler. But anyway, that's just me setting up the movie, but... Say, for example, uh, you know what, let, scratch that. Let's just go with an example based off of that. Say you're traveling through time. Your significant other, who somehow is saintly enough to help you figure this shit out, mentions that one of the times when an older version of yourself appeared, you talked about a doctor, a geneticist, who was able to help you figure it out. And you even mentioned something about a grant he was he gets in the future as a way of trying to convincing him. Now say you're the time traveler, you go to this doctor, you explain what's going on. Naturally he thinks you're a psycho, but It's not until you tell him about the grant that he's at least open-minded enough to hear you out. Now, you're sitting down, you're talking with him. You tell the doctor that the name for the condition that the doctor allegedly came up with was called chronodisplacement. Now, naturally, you admit that because you're the one to tell the doctor that the doctor's the one that came up with the name of the disease, or the condition, I should say, this becomes the most mind-melting chicken or egg situation ever. Because who's the one that really told that came up with the name first is it the time traveler who listened to the told the doctor or the doctor who told the time traveler who then later told the doctor but Dakota doesn't that imply a paradox 
Yes and no. See, in this situation, the, uh, the paradox in itself answers itself. Because we are going back to the situation of multiple timelines. Because you're essentially dealing with more than one person. One of the easiest ways to be able to track who's talking to who is to treat the future self and the past self as separate individuals, even though technically they are the same person. They're the same person, but they're not the same person. But We can get into that debate, but it will never end. But let's uh, keep going. Essentially, all these incidents are happening simultaneously. You're having the guy jumping back in time who tells the doctor, who tells the guy who jumps back in time. Now, where's the point to where that cycle began? It'll be hard to tell. Maybe, in fact, it may be near impossible without some sort of higher dimensional being or higher dimensional travel that would honestly fry every electronic out there that we have today. Even the most highest, the uh, highest powered, strongest, most capable of supercomputers out there, they may even have problems trying to figure it out. But, the main thing to remember is that because there's that loop, that's what allows for time travel to exist. The loop of events still takes place, which is exactly what this research paper is saying. The paradox involved with time travel simultaneously happens and doesn't happen. One could easily go back in time, alter the past, which would cause a new future to develop. But it's most likely that the time traveler in question would likely go back to his original timeline and not even witness any of the repercussions of his actions in the past. Avengers Endgame touched on this a bit. In fact, uh, Marvel and Disney hired a bunch of mathematicians and physicists in order to try to make the model as realistic as possible while retaining cinematic quality. The situation of time travel that was presented in the Avengers movies which we're likely going to see more of in the future based on the latest rumors, but that's possibly one of the most accurate representations. Meaning that sci-fi writers who utilize time travel to create the most confusing situations to explore this idea, we're onto something. It means that 
we live in creation that absolutely has no rules. There's a little video I saw floating around on uh, social media where uh, they talk about the show Rick and Morty. I've honestly never seen it. Don't give me hate comments, but it's a perfect example. The characters in that show are known to cross travel across multiple universes. Even though they are technically cartoons, it is possible that Rick and Morty, the real life Rick and Morty, should they be out there somewhere in creation, could come visit us. Doctor Who could easily pay us a visit. The real-life Doctor. Characters in comic books who have been known to cross multiple worlds, like DC's John Constantine. I really gotta finish up that footage. But after the, uh... That's for after the Halloween special comes out. John Constantine. Characters who seemingly come to life from fictional works. What this implies is that everything that has ever been thought of, everything that is a thought, and everything that will be thought of simultaneously exists. To which everything we know is only a minuscule fraction of what's out there. Everything we know, as compared to everything that is to be found, cannot be quantified. Because some of the factors that play into this have been noted to literally change the second someone sees them. The second an event is observed, the particles in which time travel may in fact play a part in. Photon particles, who are believed to pass through multiple universes simultaneously. literally change behavior the second someone watches them. So, that being said, how would we know we're experiencing some sort of phenomenon? Multiversal interactions. Beings from other dimensions, other worlds in other dimensions coming to visit us. What would we see? What would we need to achieve that kind of ability? We're going to go into that a bit more after this last commercial break. 
So please do stay tuned. All right, we're coming to the end of this program. So let's answer the important question right now. If you're some, some just some average Joe, going about your day, minding your own business, maybe you're deciding to take on a ghost hunt, maybe you're out hiking, whatever the situation may be, you're just trying to go off and do your own thing. How would you know if by some chance, if by some chance you ran into something that may only be explainable through quantum technology, quantum mechanics, the multiverse, things like that. How would you know? What sorts of signs could you look for? One argument that's presented a lot in these cases is the Mandela effect, where things seem to suddenly change properties. Say, like, one day you go to bed thinking you have a red car, and you wake up, and all of a sudden you have a green car. You ask your significant other family members, like, um, did I, something happen to my car? Like, and they're like, look at you, like, you're crazy, like, um, you always had that car. Alright, maybe, is that a lapse in memory, some sort of mental defect? Possibly. This is one of those cases where would have to observe every basically looking into these types of things you have to go case by case and really stick to the context now going back to the example of you know you're just trying to go about your day and all of a sudden you see something weird how would you know that there may be some sort of grand quantum multiversal influence that you would never suspect. Well, unfortunately, our vision, no matter, it doesn't even matter if you're psychic or medium, anything of that nature, our abilities to perceive the cosmos are limited. Let's take a UFO case, for example. Modeled after the ones where even the US government's left scratching like their heads like, um, well, we've been looking at it for a while and I gotta be honest with you, even we don't know what the hell's going on. Because honestly, if you look at some of the reports, that seems to be the case. 
the grand cover-up in UFOs is because most of the people we're trying to point fingers at are just as clueless as the rest of us, but only have slightly better resources in order to document everything. Otherwise, why would the CIA have a detailed instruction manual on how to capture UFOs on camera? Well, let's take these cases. Say you're looking up in the sky, you're admiring the clouds. It's middle of the day. All of a sudden, you see a bright flash of light in the sky. Doesn't really seem to be interacting with anything. And all of a sudden, you see this craft just moving. It's quiet, hardly any noise. Some of the wildlife may be interacting with it have noticed it, but it just seems to be cruising along mind its own business. Now you got enough, either it's low enough in flight, or you have a pair, good enough pair of binoculars on you, so you can get a look at this thing, and you can see clearly that it is, it's no blimp, it's no airplane, it's not a helicopter, Which I have to emphasize, especially after the Goodyear blimp was mistaken as a UFO in New Jersey not too long ago. You can tell, obviously, that this thing is weird. You watch it, it seems like it may have some sort of windows or it starts making maneuvers that no aircraft you've ever seen or know of should be able to make. It's almost like it's able to move freely without any resistance from outside forces. Then all of a sudden, a few minutes go by and maybe it, all of a sudden you start noticing it, you're recording it. Maybe someone on the craft realizes, oh shit, they see us. Then they just dart off in another flash of light. Charged particles would give off that kind of glow. If something's moving fast enough, it would give off a glow. Because being able to maneuver through the dimensions would likely cause heat and light release. Because of how fast and how it would have to behave. Essentially, alien craft may be engineered in a way it replicates photon particles in how they interact with the universe. And because of how it maneuvers, because of how it operates, there's going to be radiation. Say it lands or it gets a little too close to you. You might have the risk of getting cancer. Because, well, chances are it, extraterrestrial beings are, in fact, coming from other three-dimensional worlds. 
they're just maneuvering through the fourth and fifth dimensions in order to get to us, or even the sixth dimensions. And how they have to do that would cause a lot of radiation buildup. And when you would see it enter into our world, be able to see it from our perspective, you would, all you would see would be this thing seemingly coming out of nowhere. That same explanation may also be what causes ghosts to seemingly manifest and demanifest out of nowhere. Lights, EMF, why EVPs seem to be so quiet, things like that. In my last episode, I did post a couple links to videos I explained the uh, alternate and higher dimensions in greater detail. But some of you may be wondering, well, Dakota, if your daughter is somehow traveling through time, how is she pulling it off? Well, that's honestly the part that scares me. Because my interactions with Michael started because I died. And if she's somehow able to freaking hit, even if she's somehow alive, if she's alive, and unless she has some sort of advanced psychic ability, that looks almost superhuman. I honestly fear something's happened to her as well. That's allowing her to do it. And if you go on my YouTube channel, I posted a couple of videos from live EVP sessions. And my daughter's in seems to be interacting these are the raw footage no edits have been made to them except for what naturally happens when uh, files get transferred over the internet take a listen to see if you can hear anything because next week we're jumping from time travel to the Archangel Michael. The episode is going to be a profile on him. His background. His interactions throughout history. See what it is that attracted him to me. I'll even detail some other encounters that didn't involve Olivia where Michael was the saving grace. Trust me, I've seen his true form, and it is something I still cannot process, or at least parts of his true form. How? I don't know. I'm 
still trying to figure that out. And unfortunately, there's been an update with one of my family members that uh, is honestly breaking my heart. So, I need to go take care of that. I'm going to end this episode here. If you should like, subscribe, find me on Anchor. You can help support this podcast to help me make more content. If enough funding starts coming into this, we'll uh, start taking more initiative to create more content. Go on my website, dakotafranson.com, to find updates on new projects, my affiliates and partners, my businesses I actually co-own and help operate, as well as find event updates and more. Links in there are in the description to be able to find me. My name is Dakota Franson. I am the one and only specialist of the strange. Be on the lookout for more updates because because of the Halloween special, I'm going to be adding new merchandise to both of my shops. So be sure to check that out if you're interested. Be kind. Show love to one another. 2020 has been crazy. And it honestly seems like it's going to be going out with a bigger bang. So we need to stick together, my friends. And like I said, be sure to tune in to my YouTube channel. Friday, October 31st, Halloween night at 5 o'clock p.m. To catch the premiere of my Halloween special. If you can't make it, that's all right. The recording will be online, and if there's enough of a positive review, we'll post even more bonus content and try to make more videos like it. That sound like fun to you? Sounds like fun to me. So let's work together, my friends. I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.